Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. So I promised you all this week would be birthday week. And for Movie Monday, I watched Growing Up Brady, a tale, all story. What happened behind the scenes of the hit TV series, The Brady Bunch, 1969. It is based on the book written by Barry Williams, the actor who played Greg Brady, which we will be also talking about on Bookland, because I'll be reading that book along with Marcia's book and all that jazz. Yes, I know that's Chicago, not the right movie for this. Ooh, I should do a musical week. Ooh, if I do a musical week. We'll see. Growing Up Brady is a 2000 American made for television bigger biography film based on the 1992 autobiography Growing Up Brady. I was a teenage Greg written by actor Barry Williams with Chris directed by Richard A. Cullen. It starred Adam Kaylee Kyoko as a teenager, maybe even a little younger. Yeah, that's right. If you, she's plays Penny on the Big Bang Theory. Danielle Hugh Kelly and Michael Tucker and was originally 
broadcast May 21st, 2000 NBC. The movie is about the production of the 1969 to 1974 ABC sitcom The Brady Bunch, on which Williams played young grade Brady with backstage drama among the cast and the show's producers. However, at the time, some of the scenes have been slightly altered. From what actually occurred in real life, the film is dedicated to the memory of Robert Reed. Sadly, he passed away. Barry Williams produced this buzzing chronicle of his days on and off the set of the famed TV series Robert Reed, Danielle, Kaylee, Kyle, McCormick, Director, so Barry Williams, narrator, Adam Brody, Barry Williams, Danielle Kelly, Robert Reed, Rebecca Bush, Florence Henderson, Kelly Coco, Marie McCormick, Caitlin Klum, Eve Palmer, Carl Schwerder, Suzanne Olson, Scott Lincolnland, Michael Lincolnland, Scott Michael Lincolnland, Michael Lincolnland, Suzanne Spoke, Amby Davis, Michael Tucker, Sweewood Switz, Michael Fadiman, Mike Lincolnland, Barbara, Marine McAdams, Shrewdward Switz himself, Alan Wolf. Mark Otz's Barry Williams. So I'm just giving you what I could find, which means I'll have to talk a little bit about other things as well. Okay. Think you know everything about Greg, Peter, Barbie, Marsha, Jan, Sydney, Mike, Carol, Alice, and people who played them? Think again. Former drunken golf cart race actor, the Paramount lot to make out seasons in Tiger's doghouse and Sydney's near drowning in Hawaii. Barry Williams tells the real Brady story. Previously hidden behind the carefully groomed facade of TV's favorite family, this collect editors of Growing Up Brady is packed with the first-hand memories and newly published photos and updated information on the cast, crew, and creator of the Brady Bunch. It's the most detailed document or one of the television's most popular shows as told from the insider. Forget about the rumors and find out the real story of internet Brady dating, behind-the-scenes battles, and the real people behind the bunch. About the Arthur, Barry Williams was 14 and already a veteran actor when he landed the role of Greg Brady. Since the show ended, he has used his diverse talents as an entertainer and singer to head a successful business in corporate and international events, as well as starring and guest starring in numerous TV shows and in musical theaters on Broadway and across the country. Barry recently moved from Southern California to New York City to live with his new wife Ella Mary Matt, an investment banker. Chris 
Carl's is the head of writing of the Martin Short Show and has written The Daily Show as well as many other cable comedy shows. His other books include Star Trek Memories, Get a Life, All This William Shatner, The Text. Okay, Barry Williams, born September 30th, 1954, known professionally as oh, Barry William Blackhorn. Known as Barry Williams, is an American actor and singer best known for his role as the oldest of the Brady Sons grave on the ABC television series The Brady Bunch. Originally called The Brady Broods. Early life and career. Williams, the youngest of three boys, was born in 1954 in Santa Monica, California to Doris May Moore a Canadian-born Frank Miller Blackhorn of English, Scots, and German ancestry. Barry and siblings Craig and Scott Blackhorn grew up in Pacific Paradise, California, where actor Peter Grace was a neighbor. Williams decided as a child that he wanted to act, and in 1967, he made his television debut in a Christmas episode of Darkman, 1967, Williams continued to be cast in guest roles on the TV series including Adam-12, The Invaders, That Girl, Mission Impossible, The Mob, Mood Squad, Here Comes the Bride, Gomer, Pyle, Highway to Heaven, and Bartley, The Scavenger, before the cast in 1969 as Greg on The Brady Bunch. Later career, following the cancellation of the Brady Bunch in 1974, I don't know why they didn't just let them have one last episode. Instead of just canceling it, give them like one last episode. It would have been interesting, but they have five seasons. I mean, that's what I grew up with, you were lucky to get four. And if you did, sometimes they wouldn't keep the, it, it, it would be different. It's weird. The following cancellation of the Brave Bunch in 1974, Williams continued to appear in guest roles on television and became involved in musical theater, touring with production as Grease, The Sound of Music, Pippin, The West Side Story. In 1988, Williams appeared on Broadway in the musical Romance, Romance with Tony Award nominee Allison Fasser. Williams took over the lead male role of Alfred and Sam when Scott Bankle left the production. Years later, Williams was able to capture, capitalize on being typecast as Greg Beatty, admired a position of appearance in TV and movies that played up his famous teen role. He ended up landing a role that was determined for the Brady image. He was taped to play English con man Hannibal in 1984 who conspired with Holly Scott Scorpio on the top-rate General Hospital. Williams had appeared in various Brady Bunch TV movies reunions including the 1988 Christmas movie A Very Brady Christmas. They also had uh, the Brady Kids, which we will talk about at some point. 
1989, Williams was honored by the Young Artist Foundation with the former co-star Lifetime Achievement Award for his role as Greg Brady. His 1992 autobiography, Growing Up Brady, I Was a Teenage Greg, co-write with Chris, was a New York bestseller and was adopted into a 2000 TV movie titled Growing Up Brady, starring Adam Brody as Williams. As Williams, his 1992 autobiography. No, okay, I lost my place. In 2000, Williams sung a parody of Enemies, the real Slim Shady, called "The Real Greg Brady." The song was co-written by Williams' comedy writer and radio producer Dave Brody of Z100 and Y. Watts, a Jay Gilbert of Foggy. Radio in... I have no idea what that is. Williams appeared briefly as an audience member in 2002 music video of Peter Gibson's The Barry Williams Show. The song is actually about a fictional Jerry Springer like talk show host, not the actor. Gabriel later revealed that he didn't know of the Brady Bunch star when he was, wrote the song. Williams has made multiple appearances as a paid featured dancer on the world's largest disco in Buffalo, New York. In 2000 and 2002, he played manager Dean the Merchant Strickland in 13 episodes of the sitcom Hollywood 7, which featured the British pop star group. S Club 7. I have no idea who half these people are. I feel young and old all in one. It's very creepy. In 2008, Williams appeared in episode 6 of the VH1 series Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Williams participated as a friend of the patient China and explained to her drug a group session how Trika had a native impact on his own life and career. In January 2010, he took a role in the Asylum Muckberg Mega Paramount, who played alongside the former teen pop star Tiffany. As of 2019, he makes Burson, Missouri his home and tours with the musical group Barry Williams and the Travelers. He also joined the other Brady kids in the 2019 television series a Brady a very Brady reviation on HGTV in 2021 Williams starred in the Lifetime Christmas movie Blending Christmas alongside his Brady co-host star Christopher Knight, Mike Lincolnland, Susan Olsen, and Robert Rist. With the death of Florence Harrison on November 24, 2016, Williams became the oldest surviving adult cast member from the Brady Bunch. In January 2000, Williams was fined 52000 by Actors Equipment Association, the union, requesting stage actors for starring as Capital Vaughn Troop in the non-union tour of Sound of Music. According to Variety, the production was picked in several cities. Williams responded by 
filling a complement with the National Labor Relation Board agreeing that the fine was illegal because he had registered from the union in 2000 before the tour began. Equality alleged that Williams, who joined the union in 1974, was still a member when he had begun contract navigations for the role. Williams was restrained by actors Gill as a member in good standing in 2005 after he ununifies a non-equitting production of A Christmas Carol in late 2004. Run for Your Life Television, Run for Your Life, Target, 1967, The FBI, That Girl, Here Comes the Bride, It Takes a Thief, The Brady Bunch, Hosting Connor, and Mission Impossible, The ABC Saturday Superstar Movie, The World of Sid and Morty, Flea, Goodnight Jack, The Brady Bunch Movie, Wind in the Streets, The Brady's A Very Brady Christmas, Murder She Wrote. Hey, I actually saw the show um, that popped on Raku, which is kind of funny. My stuff's like, you could watch him. Like, the dog doesn't like that. He's like, it's not scary. And I'm like, then I would get mad. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in there. That's so funny. Night Friendly, Night of the Headless Horseman. Oh, The Headless Horseman. That 70s show. Jeff, we will rock you. Scrubs. I didn't even realize you did some of these. Ant Farm. Game show host. America needs talent. Bigfoot. The Loud House. Oh, my daughter loves Loud House. A Very Brady Revolution. Dragging the classic The Brady Bunch. Begin Christmas. So what do you think of Brady Week? Let me know in the comments below. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about the Brady Bunch movie and the sequel. The Brady Bunch movie. The Brady Bunch movie is a 1995 American comedy film that parodies the 1969 to 1974 television series The Brady Bunch. The film was directed by Betty Thomas with a screenplay by Elk, Rick Kopp, and Bonnie and Terry Turner, and stars Shelley Long, Gray Cole, and Michael Cannon. It also features cameos from Dave Jones, Mikey Daltz, Peter, and Rule Paul, along with some of the original cast of The Brady Bunch in small roles. The first the film placed the original sitcom characters with their 1970s fashion sense and sitcom family morality in a comparing 1990s setting during humor for the resulting culture clash. The Brady movie was released in the United States on February 17, 1995 and grossed $54 million. A sequel later titled A Very Brady Sequel was revealed on August 23, 1996 and a television film titled The Brady Bunch in the White House was aired on November 29, 2002. Plot. Larry, an un 
special real estate developer explains to his superior supervisor that almost all the families in his neighborhood, except for the Brady family, have agreed to sell their property as part of a plan to turn the area into a shopping mall. At the Brady house, Mike and Carol are having breakfast prepared by the housekeeper, Alice, with the six children pre preparing for school. Jan is jealous of her older, popular sister, Marcia. Sydney is tattling about everything she hears. Greg is dreaming of becoming a singer. Peter is beginning puberty with his voice starting to break and the numerous tolerance he is exposed to. Notably, sex education and his very attractive teacher, Miss Laney. He is also trying to win the affection of the girl he loves, Holly, but his shy and awkward personality prevents him from doing so, or so he thinks. Bobby is excited about his new role as hall mounter at school. Sydney makes Mike and Carol a tax collection notice, stating that they face foreclosure on their house if they don't pay 20000 in back taxes. The two initially ignore the crisis, but when Mike architectural design is turned down by two polite clients. He tells Carol they have may have to sell the house. Sydney overhears this and tells her siblings and they look for work to raise money to save the house, but their earnings are nowhere near enough to reach the requirement. So Mike manages to sell a Japanese company on one of his date designs, thereby securing the money only for Larry to subvote it by claiming that Mike last building collapse. On the night before the Bradys have to move out, Marcia suggests they enter a search for the stars contest, the price which is exactly $20,000. Jan has originally suggested this and been rejected. Runs away from home, Sydney sees her her leaf and towels, and the whole family goes on a search for her. They use this car citizen band radio and this transmission is heard by Shachi and B. Davis, a long haul trucker who picks up Jan and convinces her to return home. The next day their children join the search for the Starks contest. Peter finally builds the confidence staying up to Eric Peter Torment and Holly's boyfriend. This earns him a kiss from Holly, which gives him a deep, masculine voice. Masculine voice. Their children data performance receives a poor audience response compared to the more modern performance of the bands. However, the judges, Davy Jones, Mikey, and Peter Turk of the Monkeys, vote for them, and they won the contest as a result. The tax bill is paid and their neighbors withdraw their homes from the market, foiling Larry's plan and securing the neighborhood. Later, Carol's mother arrives and finally convinces Jan to stop being jealous of Marsha only for Sydney to start feeling jealous of Jan. A Very Brady sequel is a 1996 American comedy film directed by Alan Schneiford 
A very, very sequel was released on August 23rd, 1996. One seemingly typical evening at the Brady house, a man claiming to be Carol's lost husband, Roy Martin, shows up at the suburban Brady residence. The Bradys believe his story about suffering from amnesia and having plastic surgery after being injured. Mike has been planning a second wedding slash renewal of vows for himself and Carol for an anniversary present without knowing. Although Roy's arrival throws a monkey wrench into things, throughout Roy's stay, he is openly hesitant to them. His sarcasm and insults completely going over their heads. Peter, who's trying to decide what career to path to choose, starts idolizing and enlightening Roy, which frankly gets him into trouble at the Architect Film, where Mike works, Architect Film, Architect Firm. Peter later mentions Roy talking about the big house and Mike learns it means prison, making him suspicious. Greg and Marcia both want to move out of their shared rooms and when neither wants to break down, they have to share the attic together. When Roy's arrival suggests that Claire and Mike might not be married, Greg and Marcia believe that they are technically not related. This leads them to realize that they are in love with each other but try to hide it from one another throughout the entire time together. Bamiya City started detective agency hunting down their missing doll, and upon finding it, they stumble upon a photo revealing Ray's true intentions. He is actually a common name, Trevor Thomas, who is there to steal a family horse statue that is actually $20 million ancient artifact. The kids reveal to Carol his plans and confront Trevor, who in turn kidnaps Carol and takes her hostage to Hawaii, where he plans to sell the artifact to Dr. Whitehead, a buyer in Hawaii. He also ties up the kids and Alice to keep them from intervening. Mike, now fully aware of Trevor's deception, having gone to the public with suspicion, Freeze them, and the family flees to Hawaii to save Carol and foil Trevor's plan. In Hawaii, Carol escapes from Trevor's clutches and manages to find her way to Dr. Whitehead's estate. Trevor gets there. It turns out Trevor was responsible for the boating accident that led to the disappearance of Dr. Whitehead's son, Gilligan. <coughs> okay, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I took off my headphones. I really can't with this. Oh wow! Because the original Brady Bunch was the the producer made Gilligan's Island. Oh wow! Doctor Whitehead's son Gilligan and Carol's first husband, a professor, in Doctor Whitehead's words, the minor is lost and he refuses to pay Trevor for the horse. Trevor attempts to hold Doctor Whitehead and Carol at gunpoint for payment, but Mike and the family arrive just in time to intervene, and after a brief scramble between the two men, in which Mike quickly gains the upper hand, Trevor is arrested and taken to jail. 
Dr. Reed had offers to pay the Bradys the $20 million for the horse, but Mike declines the offer, claim, claiming it's a symbol of their togetherness. Cindy gives him her doll to console him as she's grow, outgrown it. After almost losing her mother, Jan, who made up a pretend boyfriend named George Glass, which was actually in the original Brady Bunch, in order to make herself seem more popular, meets a real boy named George Glass during the family trip to Hawaii, and they become a couple. As Mike and Carol renew their vows in a ceremony like hell at home, Marsha agrees to let Greg have the attic to himself until he goes to college. The two share one last on-scene kiss before returning to being brother and sister. The movie ends with Carol tossing the bouquet and a genie named Genie. A genie named Genie. Arriving just in time to catch it, she claims to be Mike's Brady's first wife. Much to Mike and Carol's dismay. Yeah, that's just hilariously funny. Well, I hope y'all had a, a great day and a great Monday and hope y'all enjoyed this Growing Up Brady's and Brady Bunch movie review. It was interesting. It's the, the Growing Up Brady's is behind the scenes and it's kind of interesting because he has some of the clips from the actual scenes and it gives you more facts and different things about what happened and why the dad wasn't in the last scene, which we will talk about probably tomorrow. I hope y'all have a great day. I hope y'all enjoyed and learned something. Don't forget to always be uniquely you. Today we are talking about the dark side of the Brady Bunch. The what people say is true, not true, creepy. Mm. Greg and Marsha really dated. Really did date. It probably felt weird for Marsha to date her on-screen brother, but William and McCormick clearly found their chemistry too strong to deny. The two forged a relationship and McCormick recalled how weird it was to keep filming during that stage of their budding romance. She wrote about it in her memoir. Here's the story, Surviving Marsha Brady and Finding My True Voice, which we will talk about on Bookland Day. Because growing up Brady, flop, flutty, flop, 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 is nowhere to be found. I can't find a book copy anywhere. And even the online version is like hard to get. Plenty of the other siblings made out in the doghouse. Little Cindy admitted during an interview that Greg and Marcia weren't the only ones making out on set. She said that she thought all of us did. We led a sheltered life for part of the year. So there was anybody to crush on or try to date, it would be our counterparts. She said the cast often paid up for some kissing scene sessions. So I had Mike and we used to make out in the doghouse when we were in nine. Eve always had a crush on Chris. They did kind of hook up later. And of course there was Maureen and Barry. McCormick became addicted to drugs. 
even though she played one of the most wholesome characters in ex existence on television in real life, McCormick struggled with addiction depression following the cancellation of the series. As a teenager, I had no idea that few people are everything they present to the outside world, McCormick wrote in her memoir. Yet, there I was, hiding the reality of my life behind the unreal perfection of Marsha Brady. No one suspected that the fear that gawned at me. McCormick admitted to abusing cocaine and some other Q-U-A-A-L-U-D-E-S. If there was coke, I had to stay up and do every last flake, even if I meant going without sleep for days. Nothing else mattered, she said. McCormick got clean in the 80s and eventually accepted her marriage as the former Marsha Brady. Sydney hair was bleached so often it started falling out. The Brady Bunch was all about image. And that meant three brown-haired boys and three blonde-haired girls. Look, Lookin' Land had to dye his strawberry blonde hair. I was right, he did have strawberry blonde hair. Well, Olsen, who played Cindy, was forced to constantly bleach hers until the harsh chemicals made it start falling out in clones. All for the image, right? The most shocking Brady secret and scandals. The Brady Bunch became the, one of the most treasured and beloved shows in history thanks to its family-friendly wholesome content that the whole family could enjoy together. The premise was slightly progressive as it showed the reality of living as a, beloved, a blended family, but overall the show was about as being as harmless as you could find on television. Fans adored keeping up with Mike Brady and Carol Martin, along with their huge board of kids, Greg, Peter, Bobby, Marsha, Jan, Sydney. The Brave Bunch was on ABC from September 1968 until March 1974, but the impact it had on our lives is still long-lasting. <gasps> oh, excuse me. However, not everything about this show was totally innocent. In fact, there was a few secrets and scandals behind the scenes of the Bray Bunch that fans might not know about. They probably do now. I mean, a lot of people knew. Rumors of an affair between Greg and Carol. Though the storyline certainly wasn't explored on the show, the Bray Bunch was plagued by rumors that Florence Henderson and Barry Rollins were carrying on an affair. The two even went out to dinner one evening, which seemed to confirm the allegations. This was scandalous because Harrison was 36 years old, married mother of four, at the time while Williams was just 16. But to hear them tell it, the attraction was quite one-sided and nothing came of it. When those little things called hormones start kicking in, you get excited and even in... in animate objects, William wrote in his memoir, Growing Up Brady. It wasn't that I sought to bed her, I just wanted to spend time with her. According to Bigberography.com, Harris Graydon said this so-called date was t totally platonic 
at least in her view, the whole thing was Barry got blown away out of proportion. She said, I guess in a sense it was a date because Barry thought it was. But of course, I had no idea that his intentions were to date me. It has made for a good story, though. Williams was high while filming once, during where plentiful, all the plentiful, at the time was the Brady Bunch was on air, and Williams admitted to partaking just like many other kids. But one time he even showed up to work while high marijuana. Williams claimed this occurred was during the episode called Law and Disorder. I think I'm just getting to this episode. Called in the middle of the high to go into work, Williams said during a Brady Bunch convention talk in 2014, I'm a much better actor when I am completely sober than when I am high. Reed was... Ah, yes, so... Mr. Brady was gay. Nothing wrong with that. At all. Was kept... Reed was gay, but kept it hidden. Mike was portrayed as the perfect family man and father on the show, but in his real life, Reed had to hide the fact that he was a gay man playing a straight person on television. So, I think now he would be thrilled to see how far we've come, and we still have farther to go in that community, but compared to where you had to hide it all the time, to now where people are trying to understand, or at least, like, do their best to understand. Not everyone accepts it, but at the same time, it's not as taboo as it was back then, so I'm grateful to see the progress, and I hope we can go further with that, but it's sad that he didn't get that opportunity to really be able to have that progress as when he was younger, because it's sad. And it's sad to hear these stories where, like, yeah, back in that time period, if you were found out, they would not have treated you well, and even to this day, they still have issues with it, but compared to back then, some people would, I don't know, it's really bad. I'm trying not to cry now. Oh, gosh. Oh, I family friends and other people in this community, and it just hurts because I've heard people tell them they are disowned, they hate them, and it's so disturbing. And I feel bad he had to keep it in because he was afraid of losing his whole career. And Georgia Seward did the same thing. She was afraid, but she did it. And it's just sad that that's still a problem. Freedom to choose. Here he was the perfect father of this wholesome little family. I'm going back to the article. A husband. Henderson said during an interview with ABC News in 2000, according to bedbiography.com, he was an unhappy person. I think Bob not been forced to live this double life. I think it would have been dispeated a lot of that anger and frustration, I bet. Many cast members knew about Reed's secret life, but never talked about it. I had a lot of compassion for him because I knew how he was suffering, Henderson said it. I didn't think the Barry Bush could have existed at that time with the public knowing that Reed was gay. I just don't think they would have bought it. 
Yeah, they still have issues to this day, but they're getting somewhat better. Greg and Marsha, wait, it just rolled. No, it just repeated itself. It probably felt weird for Marsha to date her on screen. No, we just talked about <sighs> Okay, it scrolled down on me. Or it was the end. Am I on the wrong thing? No, okay, so, yeah, no, it ended. freaking out. Okay. Is my computer frozen? I'll try this one. Okay. Okay. Sunday links. The dark side of the Brady Bunch plus the MBIP coming. The Brady Bunch TV sitcom ran from September. We already said this. The TV network projected the Brady Bunch as a squeaky clean unit, but behind the scenes things are a little mysterious and dark, as you can see from the six links below. Okay, the real cast of the Brady Bunch led extremely tragic lives behind the scenes. Cocaine and alcoholism, shoplifting, uh, trading stuff for drugs, abortion, expulsion, HBI, that's the way they all became the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch's darkest secrets finally revered. I... Okay, 16 things you might not know about the Brady Bunch. It took three years for producer Shrewood to sell the idea to a network and two rejection titles for the show. Yours and mine. <laughs> That's funny because your, mine, and ours is a movie now. The Brady Brood, which is what it was originally called. The later sounds like a reality show about a certain college in paradise. What's the Brady Bunch cast has done since the show aired? Marsha and Jan continued to compete as they both had roles in different productions of the show Grease. Confessions of Brady Bunch Girls. I took cocaine and dated my TV brother. You just know that this which is about Marie McCormick, who played Marsha on the series. Um, we have another fun-filled week coming up. It's hard to find anything. Yeah, okay, so that didn't help me any. And this one, I think Bobby developed alcoholism in his 20s. Okay, refresh. Let's try refreshing. Maybe this will work. My articles aren't working for true creepy things Tuesday. I am having a really speedy day. Come on, work. I don't have time for you to be slow. I barely have time to sit here. No, seriously. I have to get everything done by 1. And it's 11. Out to the grocery store, unpack groceries, put away dishes, went to my pantry cabinet, had to redo that, and then I have to do this, my YouTube, and then my podcast. I have to do my YouTube, my podcast. I love doing it, but I have to get all done by one. Usually it's by two, which gives me enough time, but right now 
I barely have time to think, and I have to eat lunch between all of it. Okay, let's try this again. Work. Greg went on a date with his on-screen mom. Okay, let's talk about Bobby. Let's see if this will let me. Much like the rest of the gang in the Brady Bunch, Mike, Lookaland, if I'm saying your name wrong, I'm so sorry, who played the youngest Brady brother, didn't emerge from Hollywood unscratched. The young actor developed alcoholism after trying to have a real childhood in his 20s. The problem for me was I lived my childhood in my 20s, he said in an Oprah interview. You should really try to live your childhood when you're a child because if you don't, when you're 26, it can be dangerous. Eventually, Lincoln sobered up when he realized he was on the brink of death. After 20 years in film production, the actor removed himself from the industry altogether and lost a quiet life with his family while perfecting the art of making current countertoppers, he said, when it becomes clear that the choice wasn't between sober up or drinking, but the choice was actually between living or dying, then it became a simple choice for me. In real life, Marcia suffered from chronic steaming stemming from her addiction. Marine McCormick's constant drugs use led to risky behavior. As a result, the actress had three abortions by age 21. Something still pretty dangerous and taboo given the time period. I was 18, 19, 20 when I had these ab each abortion. She wrote in her memoir. It shows how careless I was. It shows what drugs did to me and how far I went. Hollywood pressure didn't just leave the oldest Brady daughter with a drug problem. She developed bulimia in an attempt to keep the perfect figure for which her character was a legend in the press. The Cormac struggle was silenced and kept behind closed doors. Eating disorders were largely taboo before Karen Carpenter's 1983 death put in the illness in headlines and McCormick suffered in silence. Peter and Jam were caught on a date by the cops. I've heard about this one. It wasn't just Marsha and Greg who had a scandalous relationship on the Brady Bunch. The two younger siblings had an equal, wild, almost affair. Peter was absolutely enamored with his on-screen younger sister, Sydney. At least until Jam started blooming as a, a young lady. Olsen even joked in an on-screen interview that Palmer stole Knight away from her. Things eventually came to a head when Knight took Plum out in his pickup truck and just happened to have candles, a six-pack, and blankets in the flatbed. Knight parked under the stars and the pair settled in for a romantic night. Unfortunately for them, they were soon interrupted by the police who permanently put an end to their little pickup truck rendezvous. Greg was a teenage smoker. Greg Brady was known for his squeaky clean image on screen. He was the kind of kid who eventually succumbed to peer pressure and smoked a single scandalous cigarette. That was nothing like the Greg Brady off screen. In real life, Barry Williams had been smoking since he was 12 years old and just tobacco. The eldest Brady boy definitely doubled in the 
Devil's Lettuce, like most 1970s teens. Williams only went to see high once, set high once, but it was disrupted enough that the episode had to be written to reproduce his participation. The episode in question was Law and Disorder, and Williams thought he had the day off from filming, but was called in to the Paramount lot at the last minute. The 17-year-old actor showed up high, glassy-eyed, and smiling. If you look close enough at the footage, you can see him holding in stoner laugh. I saw the clips, and I have to re-look at it. Mike hit his sexuality. Sydney's hair fell out in clumps after it was bleached for almost every episode. Okay. Sydney grew cannabis later in life. Though Susan Olsen never really doubled in drug use, the actress admitted that she sort of became something of a dealer later in life. Olsen started growing marijuana with her husband, which was illegal in the state of California at the time. When she asked her rumored history as a weed dealer, the actress more or less owned up during an interview to Australian News. I guess technically, but I was really a cannabis grower. My husband at the time and I grew it hypogenically. I had never really enjoyed smoking it. It makes me very paranoid, but it was my husband's idea. It was really fascinating, and I've always been into gardening, and it's such a complicated, wonderful fascination plant. Then again, Olsen also cited this hobby as one of the reasons she left her husband. Yeah, that's kind of a very strange hobby. Tiger was run over by a car during filming and replaced with an untrained rescue. The tiniest Brady was tragically killed and replaced with an untrained lookalike. The real Tiger, the family dog, got hit by a car in the middle of filming during the first season. Not knowing what to do, the dog's grieving trainer stopped by a pound on a way set and picked up a lookalike. The untrained rescued him, followed direction, and eventually producers nailed his collar to the ground to keep him in place, and then ditched the idea of a dog unless it was um, to the plot. Tiger's dog house is a set staple, even if the puppy only appears in select episodes. Marsha used the shoplift. Susan Olsen, who played Sydney on The Brady Bunch, dished on her co-star Marie McCormick, who played her older sister Marsha on the show. According to Olsen, McCormick used to shoplift all the time in between working on set, and then and then when she got caught, she would blame the pal she had enticed to join her in the petty theft. Peter felt exploited as a kid. I heard he had a pretty bad home life, from what I heard. Christopher Knight, who played Peter Brady, also had a troubled life during and after the Brady Bunch. In an interview years after the show ended, he told Oprah that his parents hated the TV and basically sold him into the world in order to make money for the family. He said, I'm feeling totally positioned at this point by my mom. I think, in a way, I totally was, and by her own admission, it was and that she was sorry about it. He capitalized on the experience having starred in My Fear Brady, a reality television series which ran until 2008. He also continued acting with bit 
parts in various movies and script shows like soap operas. I think that was it. Unless there's a new list. Nope. Okay. Well, I hope y'all have a great week and I hope y'all enjoy and learn something from this. And I'm not trying to give the Bradys a bad name. This is just true creepy things Tuesdays and these are things that have been said by the cast. Okay, today, the content could be a little more chore for audiences, so please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults or for those who get permission. Today, oh, we're going to be talking about the Brady Bunch goes to Hawaii and different places. Hawaii Trilogy. This trilogy consists of first three season four episodes. Hawaii Bound, past the Tebule, and the Tiki Caves. Mike's family is invited to Hawaii when his colony sends him there to check on a building he designed that is being constructed. They begin to have a good vacation at first, but then Bobby finds a tiki figure on the construction site, and he thinks it means good luck. Well, it really means bad luck. Bobby then gives Greg the tiki for good luck in a surfing contest. While Greg is surfing, he falls in the water and is nowhere to be found. Then eventually his family finds him and he is fine. While the women folk are walking to a hula dance lesson, Alice finds the tiki statue and assumes Bali must have dropped it. So she takes it with her. During the hula lesson, Alice pops her back and freezes and Cole, Carol, Marsha, Jan, and Sydney help her to the hotel room. While Bobby is wearing the small idol around her neck as a pendant, a heavy, his neck as a pendant, a heavy wall hanging falls down and nearly bonks him on the head. While Jan has it, a tarantula spider gets into her purse, but she does not notice. And then Peter wears it that night to sleep and the spider returns and claws on top of his chest, crawls on top of his chest. He then hollers in fright and Mike puts the orchid in a paper bag and throws it away. The next day the boys start to realize that the tiki caused bad luck, not good luck. Then they go to a wise old Hawaiian gentleman and he tells them that they have to go to a cave to remove the bad luck. They do have the cave and they then get trapped by a mentally disordered archaeologist. The family comes to save them, and they all go back home. 
Trivia Edition. Trilogy has the only episode that shows Jan and Marcia in their bikinis. Jan is shown to have a blue bikini, an orange bikini, and a pink bikini. Marcia is shown to have a purple bikini. Ironically, Marina McCormick was extremely afraid of having to appear in a bikini. She felt inferior to Eva Palmer, and during this beach scene, she almost always attempted to cover herself even more. Then famous Tiki is today in possession of Barry Williams, who found it in 2000 in a Paramount prop room while producing a TV movie based on his book Growing Up Brave. Let's continue. The Brady Bunch's Floris Henderson said the Hawaii episode was so dangerous it could have been disastrous. The Brady Bunch iconic episode that took place in Hawaii was an exciting one for fans. Not only did it have cliffhangers as it was broken into three episodes, but also had genuine scenes. Famous Hawaiian born singer Don Hu and according to show star Florence Henderson, it was a thoroughly dangerous episode to film. Here's what she had to say. Romance blossomed in Hawaii. Two of the show's child star began a romance while in the 50th state. Barry Williams, who played Greg, and Maureen McCormick, who played, who was in the role of eldest Brady's sister, Marcia began expressing feelings for one another during the Hawaiian episode. We couldn't hold back any longer, McCormick wrote in her 2008. Here's the story of surviving Marsha Brady and my finding my true voice. I'm reading that book. We will talk about that book this weekend. It was our first kiss and it was long, passionate, and deep. It was so wonderful too. Despite its intensity, the relationship was simply a teenage flame. Anderson phased obviously to the shining going on between Williams and McCormick told the archives of American television. Hawaii was wonderful. It was a great experience. I took my son Joseph with me on that trip. Hawaii was a great deal of fun. Filming in Hawaii was a little hairy according to Henderson. While visiting the Hawaiian Islands was a breathtaking experience. Henderson stated that there were moments of danger while they were filming. A scene on a boat nearly injured some of the cast. It was a little hairy because we had to go out on an out tiger. She said there were nine of us in it. We would always laugh, you know, it's a tight nine. With the six kids, Ambie, Davis, Bob, and myself, there were always nine of us. So they found this big otter tigger, she continued, and there's a rubber guy that controls the boat. Then they had a boat with the crew in it, and we were going to get on this huge wave. They were going to photograph us riding in waves. Henderson recalled the fun episode as soon as they saw the size of the waves. They were dealing with the ocean that day. And here comes this huge wave. I mean, really, really big, she said. And we got, and we, and we get on in it. 
and we're riding in this way when I see the camera boat out of the corner of my eye and I see it lose control and it's coming towards us. Henderson grabbed tight a hold of Susan Olson as the wave and the crew boat were out to crash on the coast boat. Henderson braced herself for impact, making sure not to let go of Cindy Brady, actress Olsen, who says she could not swim. I was kind of right in the center and had Susan Olsen to my left, and I knew she couldn't swim, she recalled. I held on to her, and the next thing I knew, we were upside down in the water, hanging on for dear life. Henderson said she herself is not a strong swimmer, but I didn't let go of Susan Olsen, we had to get back in the out trigger. Little Susan was shivering. She was so scared. I was scared. I had on false eyelashes and they were hanging down there here. We were a mess. Looking back on it, the actress said she was disappointed at the lack of preparation by the crew for such a perilous location. In respect, that was so dangerous, she said. I could have totally just We had no life jackets. They never even checked to see if we were all strong swimmers. There were things like that that we pretty, pretty dangerous. Yeah, I remember they talked about it and Susan said she almost drowned because she can't swim at all. The Grand Canyon or Bus. Grand Canyon or Bus is the second season of season three of the Brady Bunch on the 50th overall episode of this series written by Tam and directed by Oscar. It first appeared 24 September 1971 on ABC. It is part two of a three-part story. It was mostly filmed on location at the Grand Canyon. The Brady's convinced the prospector that they are no threat to his fictional gold camel and continue their Grand Canyon trip. But Bobby and Cindy spot a young, running away Native American and get lost while chasing him. While standing in a desert ghost town, most of the Brady's family seeks help by starting a fire. While Mike and Peter head off on foot for help, the two eventually catch up with Zachareka who claimed to be coming back to set them free after he registered his gold camel? Camel. Weird dude. With their vehicle and gear returned, the family heads to their ultimate destination of the Grand Canyon, which does not disappoint them. After spending the first days and night on top of the canyon, they decide to the canyon floor on muleback, much to Alice's dismay. After they set up camp, Mike tells all the kids not to go exploring on their own, as they don't have, they don't know the Trina. But the family hits its second crisis of the trip when Bob and Cindy, Bobby and Cindy, go missing. Unknown to the rest of the family, Bob and Bobby and Cindy were intrigued by intrigued by an Indian boy who they spotted who disappeared when they ran after him. Bobby and Cindy eventually got lost. Get lost. As night approaches, everyone becomes concerned. Alice remains at camp while the rest of the family goes searching. 
Bobby asks what his name means. Robert comes from the old English name Perturbether, which means bright or bursting with flame. After meeting the Bradys, Zachariah Brown says he hasn't had a bath in 40 years. Linus possibly lifted from Gilligan's Island episode, The Sweepstakes. The ghost town is actually the old gun smoke extra set. Ten Brady Bunch film locations that every fan should visit. When Sheward came up with the idea for the Brady Bunch in the late 1960s, he didn't envision the powerhouse pop culture icon the show became. However, the Bradys are one of the most recognizable TV families of all time, from the hilarious sitcom sequel, The Brady Brides, to the more serious drama show, The Bradys. The cast came back for multiple sequel series before that became a fad. As the Brady Bunch celebrates its 50th anniversary in 2019, okay, 50 2019, that would be 51 and 2020. 2052 in 2021, 53 in 2022, which it's 53 anniversaries this year, is my guess. But I am terrible at math. Do not take me up on that. Do not be like, oh, that's what she said. Like, just be like, that's what she thinks, but she's not sure. Because I am terrible at math. My math skills are so bad. I, I, I'm just horrible. Just horrible. But that's beside the point. Let's continue. All six Brady kids have reunited for a show that celebrates the beloved home in a whole new way in a very Brady revenation which premiered on HGTV on September 9th, 2019. You're able to see the house renovated to just like, like it did on the show. Fans of the Brady Bunch know there's nothing, there's something fun and special about visiting the real life location used for the filming the show that lit up so many childhoods. Next time you're visiting Southern California, see how many of these real life locations when the TV show spark your interest. Just make sure you ask the people who live there because if not, they will get mad. Brady Bunch House, location 11222 Dilling Street, North Hollywood, California, 91602. Hopefully no one lives there because anytime you live in a house that is based off of a TV show or they pick a random house, it can be good and bad all in one. Like, there could be random people at your house. Yes, you can go by the house that was used for the established shots of the beloved Brady home. It is the original house that also at the heart of a very Brady Revenation. Reverend, I'm not sure how to say it. Christopher Knight, who portrayed middle son Peter Brady, and now has many projects going on with Christopher Knight brands, shared with 10 Best how the show is still generating fans and generation love. The house represents that. It's where the magic happened. We can transport all our recollections of working on the show to that house now. 
Fans can drive and walk by the house, then see it on the HGTV show as the whole process is revealed each week. Location, the campsite. 26 Franklin Canyon Drive, Beverly Hills, California, 90210. And a memorable episode for the first season of The Brady Bunch called A Camping We Will Go. The whole newly blended family goes on a camping trip. Although there is some male versus female conflict, it's quickly resolved in true Brady fashion. Most of the camping scenes were filmed in Franklin Canyon Park, and the 605-acre park hasn't changed all that much in the 50 years since the episode was shot. You may want to go on a hike on its five miles of trails or enjoy the large picnic area when visiting this classic Brady site. The Brady Bride House Location 11813 Stoke Street, North Hollywood, California, 91607. The Brady Brides Get Married was a pilot made for TV movie that featured all the original core cast members of the Brady Bunch. It would be the only reunion show to ever do so. The show turned into this hilarious 1981 sitcom, The Brady Bunch. Jenny Hauser joined the cast as March's husband, Wally and Ron, portrayed Jam's husband, Philip. The two couples bought a house together since they can't afford to buy one on their own and they all live with each other. This exterior served as the home they all lived, agreed and loved in. It was seen on the opening credits to each episode The Brady Buys and was also used in established shots. The tree where Greg became a rebel, location Lucy Park at Paramount Picture Studio 555, Morris Rose Avenue, Los Angeles, California. If you take the Paramount Picture Studio tour, which sounds like fun. That would actually be fun to me. And I don't know if like people who've been to Paramount actually would find it fun or annoying, but to me it sounds fun. That's because I'm a weird person who finds weird things fun. Okay. <coughs> that would be interesting to go on a tour like that, you can see multiple real-life locations from the Brady Bunch all at one time. Perhaps the most memorable spot is the big tree by the school where Greg was first seen doing something very unlike a Brady. He was caught smoking. Linsa Blake of, I'm not sure, has been a pioneer in finding real-life Brady locations and posting them on her website. As a fan of the Brady Bunch since childhood, she took the Paramount tour and shared with 10 best our guide alerts to use a tree in an area of the lot known as Lu Lu Lucky Park and informed us that that is where, where Greg had smoked his first cigarette on the show while the tree initially looked like an everyday ordinary Paramount to me as soon as I heard the words Greg and Smokey, everything came into a jar focused and I could 
immediately picture a teenage Barry Williamson red leather jacket smoking under its limbs. The grocery store the Brady Bunch was discovered. Location, Hollywood, 5877 Franklin Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90028. The third season episode called, and now, a word from our sponsor. The ethics of the Brady Bunch family members are put to the test when they are discovered by Hollywood. Well, at least they're discovered by a TV commercial producer. However, they ultimately step away for their 50 minutes of fame because they can't lie about laundry soap. It's not known where they got a reputation for being so squeaky clean. To see the grocery store parking lot where the family was discovered, stopped by the Hollywood Girlson Supermarket, the wedding house for the pilot. Location 4101 Long Ridge Avenue, Sherman Oak, California, 914230. Mike Brady's home in the pilot episode of The Brady Bunch. Carol and Mike have a very memorable wedding in the pilot episode of The Brady Bunch. It was long be remembered in flashbacks on several series and among fans to get a glimpse of the house scene as the wedding looked. Drive by the one used for the exterior. Keep in mind that the nook buttons, including the scene with Fluffy, the cat, Chase, Tiger, the dog. Yes, they were still there at that point. Were filmed in the background or at the studio. However, this home was used for the establishing shots of the wedding in Brandy Canyon. This is Carol's parents' house. Greg Norris House from the Brady's. Location 2310 Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90027. Greg Brady grew up to marry the lovely Nora, who was portrayed on a very Brady Christmas on the Brady's by Kurt Richmond. You can see Greg Norris House in the Los Angeles. Brian Kibble has been a Brady fan since childhood and prioritized visiting sites from the show for his website, Real to Real Movies and TV Locations. He tracked down Greg Norris' house from The Brady, sharing with 10 best that it's easier when the locations are still easily recognizable. Does it look familiar? The house was also used as a Gurse World House for National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, I've heard of, I've seen the Christmas National Lampoon's. I tried to watch Vacation, but I don't think I remember it. We tried to watch it, and then I think we fell asleep. Marsha's DMV in the movie studio. Location Paramount Picture Studios, 555 Merlin Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90038. The iconic Burston Gate at Paramount Pictures was the main entrance that stars used to get the film and TV set at the studio until 1978. It's at the north end of Bross Avenue and this gate was used in two episodes of The Brady Bunch. It could be seen as the area where Marsha is taking her driver test in the fifth season episode, The Driving Test. 
This gate was also used as a fictional film studio in another episode from the fifth season called Welcome Aboard, Mike Brady's House and the Pilot. Before the family was bunched together, there was a man named Brady raising three boys on his own. In the pilot episode, Mike and the three boys are shown living in the house they must have lived in before his first wife died. The house is never shown after the pilot, but you can drive by the memorial home in Studio City. Location 12049 Street, Studio City, California, 9164. Stage 5 at Paramount Studios. The 6th Street. Location, Paramount Picture Studios, 555 Memorial Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90038. No self-guide tour of the Brady Bunch rooting locations would be complete without honoring the primary location. With the exception of on-site shoots and vacation episodes, pretty much all of the Brady Bunch scenes were shot on stage by the Paramount Picture Studios. What may new people don't know is that stage 5 was also used for shooting Mommy Dears and Rosemary's Baby. Finally, take your time in visiting the Brady lo locals. You may even choose to stay in the Grand Lynn in Los Angeles, which is within easy walking distance of the Brady home that's been recently remodeled for very Brady Riven Nation. Remember, the other homes visit are real-life residents, so just drive by and have a friend with you to take some photos. Most of all, just have fun with it. Yes, see, you have to be careful when it's actually people's homes. But it is interesting, and... Where did this go? I hope you all enjoyed and have a great day. Bye. Well, today for Brady Week, and for Find a New Show Friday, I found a new show for Brady, but oh boy, it, it was only two seasons, and it was, wow, it was, the only thing that had to do with the Brady's was the Brady's. Like, and the rest was thrown out the window. Like, there's a talking magical bird, a dog, two pandas that speak very... Their version of what they would say is Chinese, but I don't even think it is Chinese. For somebody who had friends who took Chinese, I don't think that is Chinese. But this is also from the 1972, so what do you expect? All for Pete's sakes, it's so weird. Okay. Am I tearing up because this is hilariously funny? The Brady Kids is an American animated television series and a spinoff based on ABC's live action sitcom The Brady Bunch, produced by Filmation. In association with Paramount Television, it aired on ABC from September 9, 1972 to October 6, 1973, and also spun off another filmation series, Miss Magic and Rick Springfield. The background. 
excuse me. In 1972, with the live-action sitcom The Brady Bunch preparing for the start of its fourth season, show creator and executive producer Sherwood Swatts approached Filmation about the creation of an animated series featuring the Brady kids. Filmation agreed and Lou and Norman who was later developed Swatch's Gilligan's Planet and the Adventures of Gilligan, headed up the project. The original show six children, Barry Willis, Marie McCormick, Christopher Knight, Eva Palmer, Mike, and Susan voiced their animated counterparts in the first season. As the series title implies, the parents and Alice, the housekeeper characters, were Opament from the show. At the end of the first season, Filmation asked the kids to continue on their existing contracts for another five episodes in a second season. The kids' original answer was no. Propped by their agent, Harris, Her, Harvey, 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 shots. Filmation Theater both to sue the children over breach of contract and to continue the show without their voices. Lake and Lamb, Palmer, and Olsen agreed to the extended filmation contract while Will Williams, Knight, and McCormick did not. Williams and McCormick voices were replaced by the children of producer while Knight's voice was replaced by David E. Smith. The animation series also added some animal characters. Marvin was an intelligent, red-talking minabur, and also a wizard who used his magic to help the kids out of jams. Marlin was also notably for his method of flight. He spun his tail feathers like a helicopter rotate rather than using his wings, which were in Dead used as hands often for guard dressers as he cast spells. Williams and McCormick voices were replaced by the children of the producer, Leon and Eric. Oh, that explains why the season two kind of, it fell through. The Brady's, the original characters. Season one, Barry Williams. Season two, Lane, Marsha Brady. Marie McCormick, Eric, Peter Brady, Christopher Knight, and David E. Smith, Jim Brady, Eva Palmer, Bob Brady, Mike, Lucalan, Bobby Brady, Sydney, Susan Olsen, other characters, Marlin, Ping and Pong, the pandas, don't ask. They are so stereotype. Like, I mean, I didn't realize how bad it was. Like, the house just. And people didn't even know they were pandas. Like, what do you mean you don't know what a panda is? Did they not have pandas in this time period? Someone tell me because I need to know. Did they? Because they kept saying in the show, oh, they're pandas. Are they dogs? And I'm like, they're pandas. For someone who adopted in a panda and a giant panda and. A soft, I was very confused on why some of the people didn't know what a panda was.
Mop Top, Chuck White, Fleetwood, Babs. While Schwartz originally intended to hand off the editorial control to Scherzen and Perscott, he eventually returned to become an active part of production, reviewing scripts and advising on creative input. Much of the animation for this series was copped over from another filmation series, The Archie Show. Ha ha ha! Archie. I remember Archie. I mean, that is basically. What is it called? Riverdale. Walk cycle. Profile pictures and scenes where the Brady kids played in a band were all frame-by-frame frame replacements of loop frames original scene of the Archies on the Archie show. Brady kids playing in a band were all frame-by-frame frame replacements for loop frames originally seen of the Archie on the Archie show. Monday of Mop. Top's poses were copied from Archie's character Hot Dog. That explains why the show only lasted like two seasons. Mop Top to copy Hot Dog's design, with only difference being a palette change. Thought poses and walk cycles were often copied from Ruby of Fat Albert and... I am not saying that name here. The other show. I, no. Let's just say, I'm not a fan of him anymore. I used to be, and now we're all like, nope, we're not talking about him. And yeah, I shouldn't have said that other name either, but that's beside the point. Sorry about that. RJ aired as a one-hour segment on ABC's Saturday Superstar Movie, the pilot episode was split into two half-hour segments on the Brady Kids. A total of 22 episodes were produced. Season 1 aired Saturday morning from 10.30 to 11 a.m. and Season 2 aired Saturday mornings from 11 to 11.30 a.m. Season 1 contains 17 episodes and Season 2 contains 5. Season 2 was specifically created by Filmation with the intent of on on intent on five episodes to bring the total count of episodes to twenty two, the memory requirement for sedation sedation like most nineteen uh, seventies era Saturday morning cartoon series, as well as the Brady Bunch show itself, the Brady Kids contain an adult. Laugh track. The opening sequence featured the four season grid familiar to the Brady Bunch viewers without the center column as normally occupied by the adults. Near the end of the theme song, uh, featuring new lyrics set to the original Brady Bunch theme with a 70s style beat. Marlin flies up and down the center, magically transforming to live-action children into their animation counterparts. 
Another into features Marlin flying up and down the center of an empty blue background to reveal the Brady Kids. Yeah, this show was a lot. The Brady's, along with Mop Top, enter a balloon race. The bo their balloons bring the gang to the mysterious island. The first half of the Brady Kids on Mystery Island. A pilot movie that originally aired on ABC Saturday Superstar Movie. Episode 2, Season 1, Jungle Bungle, Part 2. Of the mysterious island, the Brady's meet such strange characters as Marlin the... Mountain Ma Mayhem Mahumper Minor Bird. The Panda Bears, Ping and Pong. I... Let me tell you, this show holds up less than, yeah, no. The pandas are like what makes the show not hold up. But that's beside the point because this is not about holding it up. This is finding new show Friday. But Ping and Pong, if it wasn't for the way that they were talking about Ping and Pong, this would have been fine. And an abandoned, an abominable snowman. Yeah, you heard me right. The second half of the Brady Kids on Mystery Island, a pilot movie that was originally aired. Okay, time to change song. Double Trouble. Peter wishes he looked like movie star Clint Flint, but Marlin's magic morphs Bobby's body into Clint's, and vice versa. Song Ain't It Crazy. Fun fact most of the music from the Brady Kids is from the Brady's kids. Like, they're all their songs. Whew. Okay, Lone Ranger. Fan Bobby orders a pin from his Pierce fan club. Marlin attempts to turn the pin into real silver, but instead brings the Lone Ranger horse to the Brady's treehouse. Song will always be friends. Cindy's super friend. Okay, this one I liked, thought was funny. Then I'm like, wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> because it's Superman. <laughs> yes, that exact Superman. The Bradys meet Clark Kent and Louis Lane, who helped them paint a local bank. But criminal scientist Willie Lee Trick and his henchman Igor... <laughs> Replace the kids' paint with invisible paint, allowing the villains to rob the bank. It's up to Superman to save the day. Song, we can make the world a whole lot brighter. Pop goes the mayhem. After Marlin is sold in a, sealed in a can at a soda factory, the Brady's have to rescue him. Song, love my, li love my life away. Who was that dog? The Brady's entered their animal friends into a pet show. Mop Top falls in love with a French poodle, but Marlin's magic turns her into a barking woman. Saw me and you and a dog named Boo. George has to learn to ski in order to compete in a race against Chuck. Marlin's magic, however, only makes things worse. Song, merry-go-round. The gang accidentally gets a hold of 
spaceship and winds up befriending some little men from Venus song, Playing the Field. Greg, Marsha, and Chuck are all running for class president. Chuck manages to sabotage his opponent's campaigns, but the Brady Pets teach him a lesson song, Come Run With Me. I feel like this whole show is just an advertisement for their songs. The Brady's try to stop a pair of thieves from stealing the crown jewel song, It's a Sunshine Day. Give me a home where the pandas, bears roam, and a dog and the mayhem bird play. The kids go on a cattle drive. As usual, Marlin's magic makes a mess of things. Song you need to, you need that rock and roll. It's all geek to me. Marlin's magic transports the Brady's to ancient Greek, where they meet. E-U-C-L-I-D. No. E Note, this was the first animated television appearance of Wonder Woman. Yep, Wonder Woman was in this episode. Song, in no hurry. When a tele- Okay, the big time. When a television talent show comes to town, the kids all create their own individual acts so they can enter. Song, Drummer Man. Marlene's birthday party. The Brady's plan a surprise birthday party for Marlene. Unbeknownst to them, Marlene plans to go back in time and space his birthday with Mar Marilyn. The two wizards mistakenly switch places with Marlene in the past and Marlene in the future. Song Candy. Sugar Shop? The richest man in the world, the gang, takes pity on a surprisingly poor man, not really soon that he's actually Nick Lee Dime, the world's wealthiest man. Song, Keep On Moving. I've heard that song way too many times. It's going to be in my head all week now. The Brady's enter a road rally, but the wrong brothers still parts of the gang's car to make an airplane. Last episode to feature Barry Williams, Christopher Knight, and Marie McCormick, so I'm gonna find a rainbow. Okay, season two. The Brady's try to foil a couple jewel thieves who have stolen their drilly hunger robot. First episode to feature Lane, David E. Smith, Erica, who represent replacements Barry, Christopher, and Marine in the roles of Greg, Peter, and Marsha Brady's song. We're always be friends. Sydney wants her own cat. So Marlene asks to borrow fellow wizard Miss Tickle's cat. The status comes to life whenever a magical spell is recited. Marlene forgets the spell and mistakenly turns the cat into a hippopotamus. Note this episode introduced Miss Tuckle, who would appear in Mission Magic with Rick Song Drummer Man. Marka, Marsha's Lib, the boys and girls from rival camping groups, both of which get lost in the woods. The brave kids must work together to find their way back to camp. Song, I believe in you. Selling Zero. Marlin brings the famous painter Michael 
Angelo from the past to help the kids paint their treehouse, but when Michael is stolen by thieves, the Brady's have to track him down so that Marley can return the artist of his own time. Song Love My Life Away. The Brady's decide to restore the former home of the deceased Colin Jones. Thieves hide in the house and attempt to scare the kids off, but the ghost of Colin Jones has other ideas. Ain't it crazy, Song? Okay, let's check up other two cartoons they talked about. I've never heard of them, so I might try them. I think we already talked about the Brady. Oh, okay, there's another shirt that I have to, I can't seem to find. Just called The Brady's. The Brady's is an American comedy drama television series that aired on CBS from February 9th to March 9th, 1990. The series is a sequel and continues of the origin 1969 and 1974 sitcom The Brady Bunch, focusing on its main characters as adults and was the second such continuation after the 1981 sitcom The Brady Brides. Airing on Friday nights, The Brady's failed in the ratings against Full House and Family Members as part of the TGIF lineup on ABC and was cancelled after one month. The last of six episodes producers aired on March 9th, 1990. In it, shot to run, the show went through three different theme songs based on the Brady Bunch, last featuring lyrics by Florence Henderson. Okay, Robert Rita is Mike. Basically all the characters. John Taylor Thomas is Kevin Brady, Greg and Nora's son. Let's try the new characters. Okay. Wally Long, Marcia's husband. Philip Collins the third, Jan's husband. Nora Brady, Greg's wife. Tracy. Wagner Brady's Bobby's wife. Gary Greenberg, Cindy's radio station manager and love interest. Kevin Brady, George and Nora's son. Mikey Long, Marsha and Willie's son. Marsha and Willie's daughter, Jessica Logan. Jan Phillips' adopted daughter from Korea, uh, Patty. Influence and casting. In 1988, CBS. A mission of Brady Bunch reunion telefilm for its Christmas season program, A Very Brady Christmas, premiered on December 18, 1988, and drew a 25.1 rating and 39 shares. Very high rating for a television film at the time. The source of the film convinced series creator Sherwood Schultz that a new Brady family TV series could be a hit. And work began on the show in December 1989. CBS re-aired The Brady Bunch Christmas on December 22nd, 1989, using it as a promotional tool for upcoming new show. Robert Reed, Florence Harrison, Abby Davis, and all the original cast, uh, The Brady's, 
the Brady Brides, a very Brady Christmas. She declined to return for this series, assume the role of Marsha. Okay, wait, what? Olsen all return in their originals from the Brady Bunch. Jerry and Ron also reprised the roles from the Brady Brides. While Marie McCormick had appeared in A Very Brady Christmas, she declined to return for this series, and Leah assumed the role of Marcia. The Brady's involved more dramatic storytelling than that which Vera's had seen in previous Brady, Brady series. Unlike the original 30-minute sitcom, The Brady's was an hour long and featured far more serious pop lines. Among them, family perk, perched Mike's being a p high political politic career. Greg is now an obustin and is married to a nurse named Nora, a partition. Have a son together named Kevin. Bobby's budding auto race career ends abruptly in the first episode after an accident leaves him a paraplegic. As he recovers, he marries his college girlfriend. Peter breaks up with his fiance, to whom he became engaged in a very Brady Christmas, and begins dating the abusive daughter of Mike's political rival. Jan and Philip, unable to conceive children of their own, adopt a Korean girl named Patty. Marcia, a stay-at-home mother, battles alcoholism while Wally loses yet another in a series of jobs. The latest being as Mike's campaign manager, Wally and Marcia, who have been forced to move in with Mike and Carol, along with their two children, open a character catering. I can't speak for some reason. To support their family, radio host Sunny begins a romance with her boss, a widower more than 10 years her senior who has two children. Despite the more dramatic tone, the show did include a laugh track. Conclusion. The show was put on Hiatus with plans to continue sometime later in a year, but production never resumed. The Brady was quickly canceled after six episodes had aired following the premiere, which had semi-decent ratings. The show was among ABC's lowest watched each week until its cancellation. Okie dokie, artichoke, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon I know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and I hope the ad and sponsor 
is a good one, artichokey. Okie dokie, artichokey. Ah, break it now. Once, outer performance, another network, primetime show, an episode of Tour of Duty. At the time, it was thought that the audience was simply unwilling to accept the sitcom characters in a more dramatic setting. The situation was further complicated by the show's time slot. The Brady's launched CBS placement in the 8 p.m. slot on Friday nights making the third show of the season to lead the network's Friday lineup. The other two, Snoops and Maximore, Loose Canyon, both flopped. At the time, CBS Friday night lineup also considered the series drama Dallas and Falcon Chase, both of which had been on the network for years but had in recent reasons Seen publication rating decline. <sighs> decline. The network plays the show against the comedy hits Full House and Family Matter. Oh, yes, Brady did this. Okay. Let's read the description. I'm going to find these episodes and watch them just for the fun of it. Cindy is a morning radio DJ and Bobby is now a race car driver. He makes it to the Nashville 500 where he is in a serious car wreck and paralyzed from the race down. Marsha, her husband Wally who also lost another job and their kids move in with Mike and Carol. Peter breaks up with his business-minded fiance Valerie and becomes a playboy. Jan and her husband Philip try to get pregnant. Greg, following Bobby's car wreck, considers going back to medical school and changing his speciality to orthopedics. Okay, the Brady's rally and round Bobby in his efforts to recover. The rival Bobby's old college girlfriend Tracy Wagner helps to lift his spirits. Unable to conceive a child of their own, Jan and Philip adopt an Asian girl named Patty. Sydney is a morning re re morning DJ and begins dating her boss. Greg decides to stay with autistics after Tracy's pregnancy, sister goes into labor at Bobby and Tracy's wedding, which is uh, officiated by the same minister who before Mike and Carol's wedding. The Bradys are notified that the Department of Transportation will tear down their house to make room for a freeway. In a fight to save their home, they have it moved to a new location. Sydney's relationship with her boss intensifies. Jean and Mike decide to run for city council. Mike declares his K 
candidacy for city council with the help of Peter and Wally and his companion manager, but his politic future is nearly threatened by Bachmelcher by his opponent campaign manager in the end Mike wins the election with Carol doing more things for Jessica and Mike Wally works overtime with Mike Sydney debating about a job promotion Jan busy managing the family's architectural firm and Peter Bobby and Greg working on a new trauma center Marcia feels left out and unneeded and turns to alcohol for escape Marsha, Nora, and Tracy open their catering business called the Party Girls. And the first assignment is a mistakenly Austrian-themed event at the Brady residence for an ambassador who is actually from Australia. While Greg and Peter are constantly feuding with their schedules, keeping conflict. Greg saves Peter from choking and the brothers make peace. Okay, start your edges and here we go again where later repackaged a two-hour movie titled The Brady 500. A movie experience and hat in the ring was there. Later repackaged as two-hour movie The Brady's on the movie. Okay. Why was the Brady Buds really cancelled? With the ongoing popularity of the 1970s sitcom Brady Bunch, over the decades it's surprising that the series ran only five seasons from 1969 to 1974. It appealed to fans over the years and had been timeless. Many of the comedy's younger fans, for instance, heard the often repeated line, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I knew exactly which episode of the show it's from. It's her sister's shadow, in case you were wondering. So why was the popular comedy canceled when it was? Here's what its creator and producer, Sherwood Schatz, will had to say. Why, where the Brady's came from. Two window widowed parents, each with three children fall in love, decided to marry and set to form a new household with their new extended large family. Sounds like a hit sitcom or word slotch thought, so when he created the show based on a small mention he saw in a newspaper, the Brady Badge, I knew exactly where it came from. Schwartz told the Archives of American Television in 1997, it's from an item in the LA Times. It was the big, it was this big, he said, squeezing two fingers close. Just five lines. Swatch capitalized on America's charming family landscape. The Brady's Florence Henderson said there was bleeding and other stupid things in the show's amusement park episode. Television producer who died in 2011, also responsible for creating Gilligan's Island, revealed that the process of bringing together the Brady Bunch was in years in the works and it was quite ahead of its time. All the newspaper items said was that that year, I believe it was 1965, 
30% of all marriages, including not just the couple, but also children from either both or one parent, he explained, it just sounds, it's not just a mother, father, and two kids, they'll leave it to Beaver. What it meant to me was a writer producer is story, he added. You have a wealthy of new stories. Here are siblings who are not even siblings who have opened a wonderful Pandora's box with all new kinds of stories coming out of the box. We sure for the collection of the Brady Bunch. Before the Brady cast knew it, it was 1974 and the sitcom had run its course. It seemed the show's writer's ideas about the lovely lady of hair of gold and the man named Brady and their six children had dried up. Actually, the real reason for its demise was a lot simpler than that. As Swartz revealed, it came down to simply to contract contracts of money. At the end of five years, Swatch said that's all our initial contract called for. You then have to renegotiate with everybody. With Bambi Davis, with Florence Harris, with all the kids, and it's a big problem. It's a lot of money difference. Unfortunately, he said it seemed that ABC was fine with allowing the Bray Bunch to come to an end. I don't think they thought it was worth it because the show was not doing well. He continued, it was okay, but not anywhere near as good as it was two or three years earlier. So it went out peacefully. That was okay with me. While the Brady Bunch series was canceled, it continued in significance and reruns and in reunions and anniversary specials to the delight of fans over the years. The Brady Bunch's producers called hair color company Carol to shut up show star Robert Reed. It's well known that what a stickler the Brady Bunch star Robert Reed was when it came to getting every last detail right in a script. The show's crew knew it was going to be a long day when Reed cracked open his his eoscopy pad to fact check specific specimens from lines in the script. At one point, executive producer and show creator Sherboy did some fact checking himself as he explained to the archives of American television in order to get Reed's focus back on filming. Schwartz knew he had a problem after he hired Reed. As the Brady Bunch producers and creators explained in 1969, he had just finished casting the kids for the show and had hired Florence Henderson and then Reed. He realized after a while that working with Mike Brady, actor who was going to be difficult. I don't know Bob Reed, Schwartz said, who turned out to be a pain in the neck. He had spent two years with Shakespeare Company in England. He considered television beneath him to begin with. He thought he was going to be a big featured star. Schwartz revealed that Reed didn't like the idea of being cast as the father of so many children. 
To be the father of six kids was the last thing he wanted in the whole world. Herward, Shot, Sherwood, whatever his name is. Continued, so he and I never got along. He hated me because I represented authority, kind of. We were at loggerheads all the time. See, I called it butting heads, but that could be just from not being from this time period. Reads one passion according to Swartz. Schwartz. The Brady Bunch's Florentine side of the Hawaii episode was so dangerous it could have been disastrous. To hear the Gilligan Island crater tell it, Reed was frustrated. Fact checker who would have done well at a magazine or newspaper. Reed's one passion was arguing in a script. Arcusection. He never had a problem with the humor, never had a problem with the drama, of which there was, considerably. The A-C-C-U-R-A-C-Y was stomped on his forehead. Stamped on his forehead? If a writer got the population of Pokefins wrong in the script, he'd walk off the set. Sure would reveal not to tell you why because he looked everything up in his E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A The Call to Carol. The episode that proved to be the final straw between Reed and Swatch involves Bobby, the youngest Brady boy, selling hair tonic to make a few extra dollars. His only customer was older brother Greg, who was graduating from high school the next day. Greg used the tonic, his hair turned green, and then there Reed protested. Reed, who died in 1992, sadly, objected to the premise of the script, refusing to appear in the episode. Schwartz described how he ended up calling a hair color company before the script was distributed to cast members to stay ahead of a Squeamish with the Reed. Skirmish? With Reed? But Reed called and said, Outlander story. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. I don't want to do the show. Swartz recalled, he didn't tell me this the week before, the morning of the show. He calls and tells me he won't do the show. Sherwood immediately wrote Reed out of the show before but not before he called hair company, care company, Carl, hoping to assure the actor. Before he even talked to my head, called Carl, he said, and they said one of the biggest problems they have lawsuits every week from uh, somebody whose hair turned orange or turned green or turns black. That's what hair does. Different hair reacts differently to their hair dye. Swarat's fact check was so was for not Reed would not hear the producer out. He wouldn't even listen. He said, I won't do the show. Okay, here's the thing. I like Thactor. Okay, I have to go. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.
big baby, but I'm not putting my headphones on today because of my hair. I don't want to mess it up. I tried really hard on it. Okay, so today we're going to talk about... Well, it's going to be a video I was supposed to post this weekend, but the thing was... On Sunday, someone came over. On Saturday, I took a break. I'm sure now, but I did. So now we're behind. But that's okay, because the rest of the week's going to be normal, and then maybe I'll decide if I want to do a Disney week. Yep, you heard me right. What would y'all think about a Disney week? Would y'all like a Disney week? Let me know if a Disney week is what you would like. Because there's Disney books, Disney movies, video games, TV shows, Marvel, a lot of Disney. But anyway, let's get to it. We are going to talk about Maureen McCormick. Here's the story of surviving Marsha Brady and finding my true voice. Paperback Illustrated, September 8th, 2009. I got the digital version on Apple Book, but this is the only thing I could find on her book to give you a description. It was hard to find. I didn't finish the book yet. I'm still reading it, but it was interesting. The New York Times bestseller, here's the story, is this pigment memory of Marina McCormick, who starred as beloved Marsha Brady on the hit series The Brady Bunch. Maureen tells her shocking and inspirational true story, taking readers behind the scenes of one of America's favorite television families and to the dark side, where she was caught up in a fast-paced, drug-fueled, star-studded Hollywood ex existence that ultimately led to the big battle of her life. That's literally the way it's read. Okay, please tell me I didn't accidentally... Wait, come back. I need to make sure I didn't accidentally exit you out. Okay, this article is about American actress from the American diplomat C. Marie McCormick. It just says Cormick. Marie Dennis, D-E-N-I-S-E -E McCormick, born August 5th, 1956, is an American actress, singer, and author. She portrayed Marsha Brady on the ABC television sitcom The Brady Bunch, which ran from 1969 to 1974, and reprised the role in several of The Brady Bunch's spin-offs and films, including The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch Shower, The Brady Bunch Brides, well, The Brady Brides, A Very Brady Christmas. McCormick has appeared in American shows as Moody, as uh, appeared on The Amanda Show, as Moody's mom in Moody Point segment, Mer Cormick also appeared in Idol Maker in 1980, as well as a wide range of other supporting films. In the 1980s and 1990s, she ventured into stage acting, appearing in a variety of different roles in productions such as Wendy Darling and Peter Pan and Betty Rizzo in Greece. McCormick also had a brief career as a recording artist, releasing four studio albums with the Brady Bunch cast as well as touring with them. Her only release as a solo artist to date is a country music album 
when you get a little lonely, 1995. Despite professional success on the Brady Bunch and its spin-offs, McCormick struggles in her professional life in the years following the original series and additions to cocaine and... I am not really sure. Another drug substance. As well as bouts of depression and bulimia all contribute to McCormick losing her reputation for rebelling as an actress. Since the 2000s, she has appeared in several reality television series such as HBO's One Celebrity Fit Club, CMT's Gone Country. Celebrity Fit Club is part of her book, just a fun fact. Gone Country led to a short spin-off series led by McCormick Outsiders in and the Australian version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me the Heck Out of Here, as well as guest spots on a wide range of television series in 2008. McCormick published an autobiographic, Here's the Story, Surviving Marsha Brady and Finding My True Voice, which debuted at number four on New York Times bestseller list. Okay, Life and Career, 1956 and 19... 68 early life and television roles 1969 to 1974 the brady bunch 1975 to 2006 other roles and personal struggles 2007 presents reality series and other work uh bibliography portrayals filmograph films television stage credit awards and nominations references further readings external links Marina Cormick in 2009, or Marine Dennis McCormick, August 5th, 1956, age 65, Los Angeles, California, U.S. Occupant, actress, singer, author, years active, 1964 through present, known for Marsha Brady and the Brady Bunch, spouses, Michael Cummings, one child, 1995. I think her child is a year younger than me then, because I'm 1994. 1956 to 1968, early life and television roles. McCormick was born in the ENCINOS section of Los Angeles, California, Tyreen and Richard McCormick, a teacher. She has three brothers, Michael, Dennis, and Kevin. She is of Irish and German descent and was raised in a Catholic family. At age six, she won the Baby Miss Fannin Valley Beauty Pageant. In 1964, she first appeared on national U.S. television in Mattel commercials for Barbie and Chatty, Chatty Cathy dolls. Though the later 1960, McCormick appeared in episodes of Bewitched in a season one. I feel like we already talked about this. Yeah, I think we did, didn't we? We've talked about all of this. Whoa, this is a lot of rules. She has Young and Mary, Pony Express Ride, Moonshine Country Express, Takedown, Staketown USA, The Idol Maker, Texas Light, Shout of Joy, Return to Horror High, A Very Brady Sequel, Dogtown, Baby Hughes, Great Easter Adventure, The Million Dollar Kid, Title to Murder, Jan White is Sick and Twisted, Dickie Roberts, Former Child Star, 
Snow White, A Deadly Summer, Lift Me Up, Big Baby, Accidentally Engaged, The Neighborhood, Rock Paper Dad, Bewitch, The Farmer's Daughter, Honey West, Camp Ruckamuck, I Dream of Jeannie, Three Sons, The Brady Bunch, The ABC Saturday Night Superstar Movie, The Brady Kids, Marsha Welby, MD, Happy Days, H.O., Joe Foster, The Street of San Francisco, Gibbsville, The Brady Bunch Hour, D-E-L-V-E-C-C-H-I-O, The Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew Mysteries. I actually really like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. Love the Vegas, Fantasy Island. Really, Fantasy Island. I didn't even know that one. Insight. Lou Grant. A Vacation in Heck. The Runways. The Brady Brides. Rosie. A Brady Christmas. Day and by day. Brahma. A very Brady special. Herman's Head. The Single Guy. Touched by an Angel. Get to the heart of the Barbie murder story. Teen Angel, Johnny Bravo. Oh, like the actual cartoon. I didn't know that. That's interesting. M-E-A-M-O-E-S-H-A. Passion, Son of the Bunch. The Amanda Show, It's Like You. The Ellen Show. The Brothers Gotcha, Scrubs, The Brady Bunch 35th Anniversary Union Special, Christmas Spot, Naughty and Nice, Christmas Land, Nightmare Next Door, Dancing with the Stars, The Loud House, I love The Loud House, The Greatest Book, A Very Brady Revelation, Peter Pan, Crease, The Strange Credits, Awards and Nomination, 2005 to 2006 TV Land Award, Twist Draw. Dream Sequence, 2005, TV Land Award, Choice Siblings, Singing Sibling, Shared with the Brady Bunch, the Kids of the Brady Bunch, 2006, TV and Land Awards, Best Beautiful Braces, 2007, TV Land Award, Pop Cultural Award. Okay, so let's check out what other Brady Bunch kids have been doing. Because we haven't really talked about the other Brady kids. We talked about Marine and we've talked about Growing Up Brady by Barry Willis. You think you know everything about Greg, Peter, Jan, Marcia, Sydney, Mike, Alice, and the people who played them? Think again. From junkin' golf court races across the Paramount lot to make-out sessions at Tiger's Doghouse in Sydney's near death in Hawaii, Barry tells the real Brady story piece. Dory previously hidden behind the carefully groomed facade of TV's favorite family. The collector's edition of Growing Up Brady is packed with first-hand memories, newly published photos, and update information on the set. Crew at Creation of the Brady Bunch, it's the most delighted documentation or one of the television's most popular shows told from the Brady Bunch. Let's see, we 
haven't really discussed, um, ooh, Mike Lincoln, 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 if I'm saying your name wrong, I'm so sorry. I want to see what movies you're in, and then we'll talk about the other ones. Okay, 1974, The Towering Inferno, 1988, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing him in that. 1995, The Brady Bunch Movie. 2003, Dickie Roberts, Formal Child Star. 1969 to 1974, The Brady Bunch. 1971, The Point. 1971, The Boy from Dead Man's Bayou. 1971, Funny Face. 1971, Dead Man Tell No Tales. 1972, the ABC Saturday Superstar Movie, 1972 to 1973, The Brady Kids, 1975, ISIS, 1976 to 1977, The Brady Bunch Hour, 1977, Little House on the Prairie, he played Patrick, Times Have Changed, did not know that, 1981, The Brady Girls Get Married, 1988, A Very Brady Christmas, 1989, Day by Day, 1990, The Brady's, 1994, The Stand, like the movie The Stand? No, television, okay. 1994, Gambler V Playing for Keeps, 2000, Growing Up Lady, 2019, A Very Brady Revelation. 2021, Dragging the Classic, The Brady Bunch, 2021, Blended Christmas. So now let's see who else we have as a cast member we could talk about. Okay, other than Barry and Maureen. Oh, Christopher Knight is the next one up on the list. Just for you and me, 1979-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1989-1
Hitchhiker, 1979 to 1980, Joe's World, 1980, Valentine Magic of Love's Island, 1981, The Brady Girls Get Married, 1981, Another World, 1984, M-A-S-Q-U-E-R-A-D, 1984, The Love Boat, 1988, A Very Brady Christmas, 1989, Day by Day, 1990, The Brady's, 2001, The Weakest Link, 2006, That 70s Show, he played a guy named Josh, We Will Rock You. And I'll only say that because I actually know that one. The rest of them I barely know. 2008 to 2009, Trivia Pursuit, American Plays. 2010 to 2018, The Bold and the Beautiful, Dr. Andrews. 2014, Heartbreak. I never seen Bold and Beautiful, but my grandma watches it. 2018, The Last Sharknado, It's About Time, Grandpa Clark, TV film. 2019, A Brady Reservation. 2021, Dragging the Classic, The Brady Bunch, 2021, Bloody Christmas. Okay, now let's go to who is after you. What is going on? Susan Olsen, who played Sydney. She was actually my favorite growing up. Well, not growing up because she was probably when I watched it. 1969, The Trouble with Girls. 1995, The Brady Bunch Movie. 2000, Zombo. 2015, Mama Claus, Deck the Halls with Guts. I think I've seen that one. Now, television. 1968, Ironside. 1968, Julia. 1968 to 1969, Gunsmoke. 1999 to 1974, The Brady Bunch. 1970, The Boy Who Stole the Elephant. 1972, The ABC 7. Saturday Superstar Movie, 1972 to 1973, The Brady Bunch Hour. No, that was The Brady Bunch Kids. The Brady Bunch Hour is 1976 to 1977. 1981, The Brady Brides. 1990, The Brady's. 1999, Pacific Blue. 2000, The Young and the Restless, Liz Morton. 2012, The Great Halloween Puppy Adventure, Rachel. I've seen that. <laughs> Oddly enough, I've seen it. 2013, Holiday Road Trip. 2013, the 2016, Child of the 70s. 2019, A Very Brady Revelation. 2021, Dragging the Classic, The Brady Bunch. 2021, Blending Christmas. Okay, who is after you? We already talked a lot about Earl Barry Wills. Let's talk about Florence Anderson. Henderson. Florence Henderson. She probably has so many movies, I'm gonna be here all day. Okay, let's try her last. Holy cow. She is way more than anyone else, I think. Let's try someone who isn't. Well, could, what? Okay, chance is all long, too. Okay. I'm finding somebody who isn't long. Andy Davis. Maybe hers is long. I'm laughing because I'm pretty sure I know. Hers isn't horrible, so we could try. Okay, 1955, A Man Called Peter. Now, this is Ambie Davis. 
1856, The Best Things in Life Are Free, 1960. Peep, P-E-P-E, P-E-P-E, 1961, All Hands on Deck, 1960, Love Comes Back, 1994, Naked Gun, 33 and 1 The Final Insult, 1995, The Brady Bunch Movie. Okay, the television, 1953 to 1953, Joke Box Jury, 1956, Teeny Theater, 1956, Luke Video Theater, 1955 to 1959, The Bob Cummings Show. I heard that was good, so maybe I should try finding it. 1960, Long Train. 1962, The New Bread. 1962, Here's Hollywood. 1963, McKeever and the Colon. 1963, The Keith Brichel Show. 1964, Bob Hope Presents the Chester Theater. 1965 to 1966, The John Forrest Show. 1966, The Pursuit of Something South Pinney. I don't have a lot of time, so if I spell it, we'll be here. 1968, Insight. 1970 to 1972, Love America Style. 1971, Big Fish, Little Fish. That was actually a thing. I always just thought that was made up. 1973, The World of Side and Marty at the Hollywood Bowl. Ah, here's the one I know her from. 1969 and 1974 is the Brady Bunch. 1974, Only with Married Men. 1976 to 1977, the Brady Bunch Hour. Only with Married Men, it sounds so funny. 1980, the Love Boat. Is all the Brady Bunch on the Love Boat at one point? Like, I'm dead serious right now. Are they? My pillow! Oh no, my pillow fell. I have a pillow for my chair because this chair is a little bit uncomfortable. Okay, where was I? Um, the love boat in Angus. Why is everybody on the love boat? 1981, the Brady girls get married. 1981, the Brady buys. 1983, Rosie. 1988, a very Brady Christmas. Day by day, 1991, Honey, uh, uh, Hi Honey, I'm Home. 1993, Bridal Mania, a Brady special. 1995, Something So Right. 2004, the Brady Bunch 25th, 35th Anniversary Union. Stage, 1960, Once Upon a Mattress. I actually did that play in high school. Of course, it wasn't like acclaim or anything. It was just high school, but I didn't even realize. That is so interesting. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. 
I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the app and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. I still don't remember. Ex- oh yeah, I do remember. That's so amazing. We were both in the same type of play. I was a uh, kitchen wench. And I got to walk on stage and pretend the king was pun- pinching my butt and I screamed. It's kind of funny that we were both in that play. Of course, she played Princess Winifred. She got a really cool part. I got a really, really boring part. 1978 to 1970, no, no, no. 1992, the 1996, Crazy For You, 1996, Arch, Archon, and Old Lace. Alexa, set a 10-minute timer. 10 minutes, starting now. Sorry about that, I just set a 10-minute timer. Television Awards, okay, 1955 to 1956. Emmy Award, Best Actress in Supporting Role, The Bob Cummings Show. Nominated, lost to Nadie Forber, Caesar Hour. 1956 to 1957, Emmy Award, Best Supporting Performance by an Actress, The Bob Cummings Show. Nominated, lost to Pat Carl, Caesar Hour. Dang, that's gotta be annoying to win, lose to the same people. 1950s, like the same group. 7 to 1958 Emmy Award. Best Continuing Supporting Performance by an Actress in a Dramatic or Comedy Series. The Bob Cummings Show, she won. 1958 to 1959 Emmy Award. Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. The Bob Cummings Show, won. I think she was really cool and interesting, and I liked her, and I might want to try to find her other stuff that she's done. What do I have time for? Okay, let's see what Robert Reed has. Maybe he won't have many. Who am I kidding? This is... T- oh, this is going to take forever, too. Okay, who else? There has to be someone on here who doesn't have that many. Okay. Dude, you have, you're like what? A producer, Alan Marlfin. You have too many too. Robert, oh, he played Oliver. Maybe he won't have as many. I'm not trying to sound Oh, he hardly has anything. Well, this will be honest. Robert Rist, Rist. Born April 4th, 1964, an American actor. He is known for playing Cousin Oliver in The Brady Bunch, Martin in Garden, and Little John in Big John. Little John Wrist is also known for voice assorted character in television shows, games, and movies, including Stuff the Overly Proud Stuff Dragon in Doc McStuffins. No way! My daughter loved Doc when she was little. It was still getting new episodes at that point. I didn't realize he played the voice of Doc McStuff and just Dragon. That is so cool. That is so sad that I know that though. <laughs> at my age. Wiz in Kiddo Video. Star in 
Bolto. Uh, Final Fantasy X. Oh, okay, I think I recognize him. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's cool. One, two. Um, Chasey Jones. Additionally, he uh, directed another C. Provided music for Sharknado. He provided music for Sharknado's film and the theme song for Sharknado's franchise. He played Ted Baker's adopted son on the Mary Tyler Moore show. I think I've seen that show, so that's interesting. Riz as Cousin Oliver in The Brady Bunch in 1974. April 4th, 1964, 58. Um, California, U.S. actor. Years active, 1972 to present. Acting, voiceover work, music, advertising, filmography, animation, live action, video games, references. Oh, here are some of the animations he did. Um, Batman the Animated Series, Doc McStuffins. Okay, Batman the Animated Series, Doc McStuffins, Volta, Godzilla the Series, Kid Video, Mighty, Migs Wars. Monster Farm, Sonic Boom, Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Jeez, I could not speak today. Adventures of Puss in Boots. I remember Puss in Boots. That was when I was a kid. Transformer Robots in Disguise, Bruto National Next Generation, Mega Man Star Force. Naruto, Naruto's done in the last Naruto movie, live action, video games, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy 2, Star Wars, and Terminator Salvation. I will be back with more later, but I have to go for now. So sorry, but we'll be back. Okie dokie, artichoke, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.